So one of the things I've been toying with and thinking of is writing a book about the reciprocity project, but specifically thinking about how you create a organization from nothing, given what we understand um, about decision-making and organizations and markets and putting it somewhat together and thinking about it sort of more broadly. Um, and I've been playing with this idea of what does it mean to create something like this so that other people might be able to have, um, you know, just a demonstrated, I guess, record in terms of what you do, the experiences you go through as somebody that is trying to build a platform, trying to understand the world. I think this is a relatively unique thing that I'm trying to do. And, and I think as somebody that understands organizational decision-making, uh, organizational theory, it sort of puts me within, um, I guess, rarefied air, right? Like the idea that that is somewhat unique, that I don't think that there's that many people in this world that I can name that would be doing this and being open at the same time. The challenge of of building a platform, and often, you know, people that are doing it, they don't document it that much. They're not open about it. And then the challenge is that they often don't have the theoretical background to put this all together. And so I've been really pondering about the usefulness of this. And if somebody listens to this one day, maybe maybe they can let me know. Um, so where would I situate this, right? How do I actually go about doing this? I want to talk about that at this moment. So the interesting part with this book is you get to follow along with how it's actually being created. I think this would be really wonderful for all of you to see. Um, and I think it's going to be somewhat explicit. I don't know if this will actually happen, but as I am um, pondering about this, I think it would be really useful for all of you to sort of see the, 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 the process of putting this together. So, I guess, you know, here is chapter one. So, I guess here it goes. The, this is chapter one. Um, so, the way that I would situate this book and how I would understand it is of somebody that is trying to put together a platform that does exist and creating something from nothing and using somewhat of a loose understanding of the existing literature of how we understand organizations situated, situated within markets, but as well thinking about how might you actually do this as somebody that hasn't done it before. And so the basic premise of this book is that everybody is bumbling idiots and we really don't understand how to interact with the world. Now, there is a premise of how we understand the world that there is a great deal of complexity and 
and uncertainty. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to take that because I think in the local sense, for most of what we actually do is not necessarily complex. It's not necessarily uncertain. It is um, things that we can do on a daily basis that actually make a big difference. And so I'm actually going to borrow somewhat from the idea of simple routines and how important they actually are with how we do things. So what do I mean by simple routine? That is an interaction. Uh, those are uh, interconnected actions that happen over the course of time. And these simple routines, whatever they look like, are the things that actually allow us to, to do things, uh, to, to create action, to create outcomes that have not existed in the past. Okay, so um, I apologize for the intermittent nature of this. I'm actually in between transit at this moment and I am extremely tired because it was one of those nights where um, I had to get up very early to catch a flight and I did not sleep at all because I was worried about catching my flight. Um, and so I probably only had maybe two hours of sleep last night. Um, okay, so let's come back to this idea that for the most part we're bumbling idiots, right? We don't understand the nature of what we are doing. Um, and I think, thinking about this, that Herbert Simon actually pointed out that they, we both have um, complexity within the particular system of what we, we're um, in, right? So an organization or maybe it's immediate surrounding, but, and, and sort of decision difficulties that, that we might face. But we also have a sort of complex environment that we're part of. Now, I don't necessarily, what, you know, what is the complexity normally? What we're talking about is the number of possible relationships that exist, right? The sort of nodes in a network and then the interrelations between the nodes in those particular networks. And there's a sort of classic model called the NK model that sort of describes this. You can imagine a very complicated landscape um, where there is many peaks in this particular landscape and what our goal is and what the job of of the actor um us anybody is supposed to find the sort of peak the highest peak or the lowest um valley depending on what you're trying to do right you're trying to sort of search for that thing and if you have many different um peaks and valleys it's hard to sort of find that um, location of what you're looking for. Now, as humans, right, as us, and, and as I don't necessarily like the term of decision making, but you know, the as people that go about bumbling in this world, um, if we were to design an organization, to design a platform, design something that hasn't existed before, how do you go about doing that? Now, the presumption is that you sort of plan out all the different steps to actually get there. 
and then you simply execute on those particular steps. Now, that view doesn't necessarily always hold. I mean, it's hard to sort of predict what you should do because you don't necessarily know all of the information, right? We have incomplete information as decision makers and the environment is very, very complicated, or at least we presume it to be, right? But our localized environment, this is the most important thing that I wanted to point out and why I sort of point out that you know, we're bumbling idiots, um, is that in our localized environment, we kind of know what we are doing, but it's a very local thing and we don't necessarily know what the right steps are, but we know in our immediate vicinity what we should be doing. So if we don't necessarily know what to do and um, it's unclear what we, we should do, the sort of general recommendation is to do um, at this moment uh, in the last 10, 10 years is to think about experimentation thinking about um, performing experiments as if you're a scientist in the natural world, right? So you would do the scientific method where you would create a hypothesis about the world. You would um, create alternatives to test that particular hypothesis, and then you'd run experiments to um, falsify that particular hypothesis and do that in a repeated manner. Now, the problem, the, the problem with this um, model, and I began the sort of journey with building the reciprocity project, um, sort of following this model, that would be very easy to um, a, B, test your way to create a particular platform. Now, the challenge is, is that this presumes uh, in sort of a social experiment kind of way, right? So if you're, if you're doing building something in a social environment, it presumes that you have a large group of people that you can um, test on. Right? It presumes it's easy to get that sample, presumes that that sample is sort of a, a random sample. Um, it presumes a lot of different things. It also presumes that you have resources to execute on these experiments. But here's the challenge with this. In in context where you're trying to build something that doesn't exist, is that you don't have the sample that you need. You don't have a random sample. You don't have the resources to be able to um, to be able to to do the A/B experiments. And then often you don't necessarily know what are the A/B experiments that are going to have the largest effect size. So what ends up happening is you perform a lot of experiments. In my situation, when I was trying to A-B test my way in the reciprocity project, you'd perform a hundred experiments. And each one of those particular experiments that you're performing only has an effect size of maybe it's 0.5%. Very, very small effect size.
Now, the challenge with all of this is that you don't have enough resources in any sort of way to be able to do this as somebody that's starting out and that has nothing available. Now, there is a sort of another way to do things that is often talked about, and this is the idea of effectuation. Now, this idea of effectuation is in entrepreneurship research where you make things up as you go. There's a, a term called bricolage where you kind of just put things together to build what you actually want, right? So you build the airplane as it's actually flying. And I don't think that that is necessarily a good description of how to do this either. It's partly a good description, but it's missing some key things. It's missing the fact that um, you often need to interact with an audience. You need to have a group, um, maybe you call that your, your customers, maybe you call that your clients, um, maybe you call it an audience, depending on the, the area or the um, arena that you're playing in. But you have multiple actors that are often involved. And you're co-creating, you're putting things together um, that doesn't necessarily, has not existed. So nobody really knows what they really want. They don't know what the objective actually is often. Even the creator that's building something like that doesn't know what they are doing. So that's why I actually like this idea of bumbling idiots because we don't necessarily know anything and we're interacting with other members and other players that don't know actually what they want either. And our goal then, and this is the challenge, is we might not necessarily have a unified goal. We might not necessarily know what we're trying to do. And in a lot of the literature presumes, and much of the literature within, for example, organizational behavior, and there's a small, tiny um, group of, of uh, literatures within, primarily within the Carnegie School of, of organizational learning or, you know, within behavioral theory that is sort of addressed. And human beings actually are pretty flighty. And we don't have a lot of sort of the goals that are presumed within the rational choice model. Right? Many of us kind of don't know what we really want at a given moment, but we sort of pursue that in a loose way. So as I interact with the world, right, and as I build the reciprocity project, it is kind of an evolving, messy thing that I don't necessarily know what it's going to be, but I'm guided by... Um, almost a loose coupling of values of what I think it should be. And so it could be, for example, a platform. Um, it could be, for example, where you have this sort of editing platform or writing platform to help us write. It could be a interaction with the audience um, where we're having this sort of discussion, right? It could be 
um, something that it's sort of self-help, for example, right? People might listen to this and, and help. Um, they might find something useful from this. So there's all these different objectives and goals that are not necessarily um, clear in anybody's given mind. And I want to actually stress, and I think that's where I'm going to end this chapter, is to embrace the messiness of all of this, where you don't necessarily know what you should be doing, who you are, um, where you're going, but you're guided by an overall sense of what it means to create something. Um, and so the goal is to not have an objective in, in, in a decade where you have everything all put together, you know, like as if you're a major airline, for example, where you'd have things all put together, you know what to do. But the goal is to loosely be guided by creating something that you think is interesting and other people think is interesting. And that is the challenge when you start out and you do things is you don't know what everybody else actually wants and needs. And you kind of bumble along and figure it out as you go. And it's not even clear when you figure it out. You kind of think that you understand, but you have a really foggy picture of what everybody wants. Now, the other thing, too, is that the audience that you think um, exists is actually very heterogeneous. It's very different and there's many different people involved, and you don't know who those people are, and they pop out, out of nowhere. And so your goal is to bumble through this messiness, not having any sort of preferences in the way that people sort of pursue it. Um, and you're in this very complicated world that is actually really simple in your day-to-day. -day. All right, hopefully this you take something from this, and maybe we'll add another chapter.